<laughs> and we are live, but we're still trying to get the link out and let the people know that we are live. Uh, okay. Gotta love technology. All right. All right. We are. Let's do it. And I can get off of this with this. And we're going and we're grooving. What's up, Brad? Are you Not ready for much. week 15? Yeah, as ready as I'm, I'm going to be, you know. Um, normally, we like to do this a little later in the week so we can get, get some injury reports. But, you know, our schedules with holidays kind of kind of push that up. And we're, we're here to bring you the that free content that you're all looking for. Oh, yeah. The exclusive free content. A lot of people are doing free content these days. But the droppables are trying to bring you the exclusive free content like Brad Wires. Offensive line rankings that you can only find the only offensive line rankings that are updated throughout the season. Break yeah, it down I've by offense that. and defense line, offensive uh, pass rush and run blocking, and also the only one that is that good. I mean, if you're not out there using Brad Wire's offensive line rankings found on the droppables.com, I don't know what you're doing. Because they're amazing. They're really good. Brad does a great job of them. And if you go on Google out there, if you use Google as a search engine, I don't know if you guys have heard of Google as a search engine, but if you use it and you search offensive line rankings, you will come up with Brad's rankings pretty high up on the list. Was that fourth, Brad, that I saw the other day? Yeah, I think it was It was fourth. Um, PFF was first, but they... They do their big update at the beginning of the season. I think the last time they updated theirs was like July 29th, yeah. Yeah. if I remember correctly. Right. Um, Preseason stuff, stuff coming into yeah. the season, who they, yeah, yeah. who they expect. Yep. I know a couple of people do like weekly offensive line matchups, kind of like we're doing here. But uh, as far as like true rankings, that's the, the ones that I've seen are, are more um, preseason stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the way you break it down to, no one else does it like that. <laughs> Um, no one else that doesn't look as good. It doesn't function as good and they're the best in the biz right now. So go out there, check those out. And, uh, we are up and running. So how about we hit that intro and let's officially get this started. Hey, eh? let's do that. Hit the smoke. Yeah. back with another episode of unsung heroes with myself tommy mo you can find on twitter at two on one ffb and the king of o-line rankings brad wire go follow him right now on twitter at brad wire ff and i just lost you buddy what happened <laughs> i love yes i love going live on Streamyard because all kinds of things happen like my co-host dropping out and he's back people oh, you know i man. went to go uh i went to go open up the chat box and i hit the wrong x oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All hey, right, we're that's back. what going live's about. It's it happens. You just roll with it, right? <laughs> we're back. We're back rolling. And and we are back. So we are back with week fifteen, the semifinals of the fantasy football playoffs. Small golf clap. Congratulations to you if you had that first week by and got a cruise to week two of the playoffs. It's a brand new season. Or if you were scrappy and won that first round matchup and now you're here ready to take take on the higher ranked teams in your division in your fantasy football league. And we're here. Brad and I are back to bring you the offense and defense aligned matchups and advantages for week 15. All that exclusively free fantasy football advice we're giving to you presented by the Indroppables and produced by two on one fantasy sports. Also brought to you by monkey knife fight. Before we go on, I want to make sure you guys know that if you use the promo code monkey knife fight, when you sign up on monkey knife, Fight, use the promo code UND for undroppables and get a hundred percent match on your first deposit of a minimum $10 up to $50 and hit those prop pick games. It's the best way, new way to play fancy sports and follow the undroppables on Twitter because it sucks to suck. Because we're always in contention. The entire crew, we're always in contention. We're always going to win now. Try to get that trophy. But we have some great fantasy analysts, some great dynasty guys. A lot of great free exclusive content. Besides Brad's awesome, awesome offensive line rankings. We have our injury tracker, the contract database. We got everything from redraft, the dynasty. We're going to have some great stuff coming to you guys in the offseason for prospects. Maybe a rookie draft guy coming out. Maybe. I think it'll be pretty good. And we're just going to keep it pushing. And we're going to keep our mission ahead. And we're going to keep team positivity going here at the Droppables and focus on what we do best, bringing awesome content to you. Because sometimes it does get a little spicy out there. And sometimes, you know, stuff happens. And as much as we're going to keep it positive and just keep promoting each other and doing really good work, you know, every now and then, I might just show up to your mansion and leave a steaming bag of poop that's on fire on your front doorstep. It's going to happen sometimes. But every other time, we're going to kick ass, and we're just going to do our thing. Brad, what's up, buddy? How to get through that intro for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, over here at the Underdog, we've got everything from A to V, from Adam to Vivek. Um, Nice. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's that's what we're here to do. We're We're just here... For the love of the game, and you know, sometimes you got to bring it back down to earth and get back to the fundamentals. And uh, you know, just like some offensive linemen, stick your head down, bring your lunch pail, get to work. Blue collar yep. guys that are just doing it for the love of the game that want to want to want to do what's right. So, on that note, we will get into a. Uh, Obviously, Tommy usually does the unsung hero intro, but so an unsung hero is someone who does great deeds but gets little to no recognition for them. In football, obviously, the linemen who battle in the trenches are those unsung heroes that make the biggest impact on the game. So uh, week 14, some accountability here, you know, because that's what we got to do. We got to look back at what we did, what our hits and misses were. So... um, as far as my O-line advantages for last week, I had Tampa Bay. Rojo had 18 for 80, a fractured finger. And uh, Tom Brady sat back there and slung it a little bit. Zero sacks given up once again. Um, 
Alex Kappa, Ali Market, there was a Ali Marpet, there was a tweet put out earlier that uh, they have not allowed a single sack this whole year. So that's that both the, the guards. Ryan Jensen has also been, you know, playing really well. Tristan Wirfs has been a lot better. Devon, uh, Smith, the left tackle, he's been a little bit of a turnstile, but he's fixed it up a little bit here as the season has gone on. My other advantage, though, this last week was the New York Giants. And I think we all know how that one went. Um, we saw Daniel Jones in the dirt a little bit. We saw Coy in the dirt a little bit. Um, I said Wayne Gallman might not be a bad play. He got a whopping nine points. His one touchdown was vultured on a one-yard run by Dion freaking Lewis. So, you know, that that's just kind of the way the – Kind of way that the shit falls sometimes. Um, How it is sometimes. But we're accountable, right? And we're just going to talk about it and move on. But, <laughs> hey, something um, happens. I do want to bring up Hassan Reddick because he, he made an absolute show last week. He had some fireworks in the backfield. He had five sacks. And um, this was one of the games where where I, I figured that New York would, would continue their step forward up front, and, and they just did not. There was a, This was – one of their worst games of, of the whole the entire season. Um, his first Sun Reddick's first sack was against Matt Pert. He's the rookie. He's playing right tackle for a little bit. Uh, Cam Fleming is usually the normal right tackle, but he uh, he hit him with a patty cake. They kind of bopped hands, get him with a push pull and a little bit of a, a, a swim move there, and right right into right into Daniel Jones' lap. His second one was against the other rookie, Andrew Thomas. Um, and he, he's back to ducking his head when he punches. And as one of my old coaches always said, the eyes lead the body. So if you're ducking your head, obviously you can't see where Hassan Reddick's going and it's into Daniel Jones. Um, the other one, um, if he, if Hassan Reddick didn't get him on that one, um, on the other side, they hit a beautiful TE stunt that would have gotten Jones in another split second. So, I mean, their line was getting smacked around pretty much all day. Um, the other ones I'm not even going to get into because they were just as bad, but <laughs> Hassan Reddick, fire game, um, IDP 1-2-3 scoring, I think it was well over 50 points, which is one of the highest Jeez. defensive games you can have. Um, I like that scoring. It's just about as balanced as IDP can get. So, yeah. Under that, what about your uh, D-line matchups for last week? I know you had a few fire oh, yeah. matchups last week. Yep, yep. We had, uh, let's see, last week I think we had Tampa Bay. Definitely Tampa Bay, on New that Orleans, Tampa and Bay, Washington. Uh, yeah, six sacks. Uh, Dalvin still, you know, did his thing. It's hard. It's hard really to to really count out Dalvin. I mean, even in a, not a great matchup, you know, that offense line isn't that uh, amazing. Um and that, gosh, that defense line is so good. But, you know, Dalvin's still going to do his thing with over 100, just over 100 rushing yards and a touchdown. And then um, New Orleans and, and Washington. I mean, Washington, it's like every week it's just Chase Young and Montez Sweat just absolutely dominating out there. And, I mean, I, I, I joked about it, like, in our, in our group chat, but, like, I'll almost put Washington as an advantage every single week. Uh, their their defense is is phenomenal. That defense line is so good, and and I feel sorry for anyone any team that's going up against them. I mean, it's them, um, you know, the Eagles and 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 Pittsburgh and 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 the Saints have just been 
consistent all year. They, you know, like mm -hmm. whoever's top of the list has changed every single week. Um, these guys are performing so, so well. Um, but I just love watching, you know, Montez and, and Chase go at it. And, and, you know, if you're, I mean, you, you don't have fear, you know, as an offense lineman, right? When you're going out there, you're not worried about who you're, you're going to go against because you, you know, you have to perform, but I, I would be worried, you know, if I, if yeah. I see those two guys across from me, um, you know, definitely going to hold my own, but it's I not going to be a good Young day. looks like the freaking predator. I'd be scared yeah. of that all day. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then Montez, like he's so tall, he's so fast. Um, you know, it's they're they're phenomenal uh, unit. So, um, yeah, I, I think I forgot what the tweet was, but um, what the Saints had a strip sack. Uh, Washington had one that went in for a touchdown. Um, they had two defensive touchdowns. I think one was a pick. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, so it was a good day from the defensive side. Um, but I feel like sometimes my job's a little bit easier because I just pick these guys that are really awesome and then just watch them do their thing and like you know almost expect them to do well. Um, but hey, you know that's that's life in a defense lineman. That is what it is. Um, <laughs> moving on here to week fifteen, we wanted to keep this one short. Um, again, without the injury reports, uh, practice reports, I'll do a tweet later. Uh, in the week on what I see as far as offensive linemen that are going down, um, maybe not being able to play, returning, etc. But as far as advantages overall in week 15, there I was actually um, – normally I have a tough time picking advantages. Um, there's not usually a whole lot. This week there is a plethora of advantages, and uh, it's tough to narrow it down. Yeah. So – Starting off, I have Indianapolis against Houston. Obviously, we know how that went two weeks ago. We have Tennessee against Detroit. Detroit's one of the worst rush defenses in, in the league. Uh, Green Bay against Carolina. Uh, doesn't need explanation. Tampa Bay is going against Atlanta. Again, doesn't need an explanation. Yep. Uh, Cleveland versus the Giants. I mean, the Giants have been a little better in defense. Leonard Williams is is uh, he's having a pretty good season. He's got eight and a half sacks in the year, but... Again, it's, it's I mean, Cleveland versus Cleveland. the Giants. Um, and, and as a reminder, uh, I think last week you had not updated your rankings. Now they are updated on the website. So where do we have Cleveland right now? Cleveland is is Cleveland's been number one for a few weeks. Um, I think I, I think we were talking about Tampa Bay last week yeah. with them bumping yep. up. But I, I've had Cleveland at at number one. Um, let's see. Those rankings 13, are so good. 14. The last time I didn't have Cleveland number one was week twelve. When I updated week thirteen, they were they bumped up to number one. Um, so like that was like our first. That might have been our first uh, our first stream that we did that. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I mean, the Tampa Bay with like I mean, you you bumped up Tampa Bay. You know, before Tampa I Bay is number tweet, two, I think. Yeah, about that tweet about the guards. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's just like it just shows. You know, like it, it's. One, it shows um, how on top of it Brad is, and and, and you know scouting these guys and, and and ranking them appropriately and moving them, you know, as as they've gotten better. But you know, you see something like that that comes out, you know, for someone else like PFF, you know, talking about how their guards are two of the best in the league, having given up a sack all season. I mean, that's awesome, man. And, and yeah, go out there and you know bookmark those rankings from Brad because they're phenomenal and a great tool to use uh, when you're setting your lineups. Yeah, I usually get those updated um, 
earliest Saturday, earliest Sunday. Um, I try to get them out before uh, before we we do those final tinkering updates yeah, on, on Sunday time. mornings. Um, Toilet tinkering. Yeah, I, I know that that's the that's the all important uh, tilt tilt season. Yeah. <laughs> the last unexplainable matchup that I had though is New Orleans against Kansas City. Kansas City has been the, one of the worst defenses against the run this year. Um, so I, I don't think that one's necessarily need to do, be explained. Yeah. Um, my actual advantage is though, and I know Tommy's going to mirror a few of these, but I'm going to start off with the Rams this week. Um, the Jets against Seattle gave up 140 yards combined to, to uh, Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde last week, averaging over about five yards of carry. I know yards per carry isn't a huge stat, but again, it's the Jets. Um, Los Angeles is top five in adjusted line yards per carry this year. Um, even with a, even with the loss of Andrew Whitworth, Joseph Noteboom has moved over to left tackle and played pretty well. He was out for a little bit. He originally started at left guard, and when Whitworth went out, he bumped out to left tackle after his return. So with that, um, I mean, I'm starting K-Makers over DeAndre Swift. I, there was a Twitter yeah. poll I posted earlier this week. Um I was in that same dilemma where he had the, the he was just a regular game makers versus DeAndre Swift and DeAndre Swift has a has a really good matchup against Tennessee as well um but I got to roll with Cam because I think the game script is is a lot a little better with with the Rams this week than it is with Detroit especially without Stafford uh one of the other undroppables members pointed that out that Stafford might not even play this week so Definitely an advantage there up front with the Rams versus a not so stout Jets defensive line. You know, with especially without uh, Gregor Williams calling plays, being aggressive. So <laughs> double, make sure you hit that double G. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think that's a little bit of what hurt them last week too. Is 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 Greg Williams has that that aggressive edge that he yeah. brings. And I think they lost that a little bit last week as well. So I think that carries over. Um, obviously, they know their season's over. Um, it's winding down. They just don't have any more fight left in the dog. So, Which is so funny, too, because I feel like that's one thing that Brad – I'm sorry, Greg Williams. Um, Brad Williams, totally different guy, short <laughs> guy. Um, <laughs> Greg Williams, you know, I feel like he tries to, like, pride himself on that, you know, that he brings that toughness, that like intensity, you know, the, the team feeds off him. But like, yep. if the team's not buying in, like, it doesn't matter how intense you try to act or think or, you know, say that's important. Yeah. I'm not going to play at that game, point. You know? It becomes a, a joke. Oh, it's absolutely a joke. Yeah. Like, who's this guy? So, especially the pro athletes, as good as they are. Um, you know, and, and despite, <laughs> despite any of these teams not having great seasons, there's still great athletes out there. You know, people yep. forget that the team's doing so bad. Um, you know, they think they forget how good some of these guys are. And that's why this offseason, too, is going to be interesting because with all the things that have happened this year, uh, just with COVID injuries and all that, um, I'm real curious to see where some of these players, uh, how low they're going to drop, uh, especially for dynasty rankings and, um, you know, who's going to be selling on, on someone that they regret. Um, you know, selling on someone this, this offseason, like January or February, that they regret, you know, later on in like October. Um, but, you know, with my defensive line matchup for this week, yeah, first one, like you said, we're going to hit on a lot of similar ones, and and mine's the Rams as well. Um, Jets' offensive line is not good. Brad has him ranked 
all 30, the way down at the bottom two. of his list at 31. Oh, and no, do I not? What do you have? Okay, I have no. rankings from December 12th. Nope, those are right. It's 30. Those are right. 31. Okay, 31. Yep. He wants to say 32. That's how bad they are. He wants they, to say 32. <laughs> Subconsciously in his mind, he's thinking 32. But right now, he does have about 31, though. So, um, But that, <laughs> that offensive line they, is not good. They they alternate back and forth between between 31 and yeah. 32. Yeah, on any With, given week. I gotta give them the same. Yeah, I gotta give them the nod at least now because the Bengals lost Jonah Williams and they still have Mackay Becton. Yes, so they have they do have the advantage. (laughs) At least with a better a little bit a better offensive tackle at least just for right now based on injuries alone. Um, But yeah, uh, 29th in the league in adjusted sack rate, 88.5 percent, and 36 sacks on the year. So that. That Jets defense, our Jets offensive line is not good. And the Rams defensive line is phenomenal. Six overall in adjusted sack rate, 42 sacks on the year, powered by Aaron Donald, who, even if he's not getting sacks, is making a huge difference in the game. Uh, great tweet I saw today. I think it was from a day or two ago by Jeff Schwartz. Um, I love his breakdowns. Most of the time, I love his breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had a good one today of uh, Aaron Donald grabbing uh, the running back. I forgot which one it was. Oh, on, that, on the screenplay? Yes, on the screenplay and not laying him out. I didn't see if yep. that was uh, Damian Harris or who was that. Um, yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Grabbing the running yeah, back. But, yeah, Cam was throwing it to a spot and and Aaron Donald grabbed him. That was the, the pick six. Um, yeah, big six, the, the their first score. Yep. And as a defensive tackle, I love that. I love <laughs> just grabbing on to the running back because he can't do anything about it. It's a legal yeah. play, and it's yep. such a bullshit thing because it totally ruins everything. But as a defense alignment, I love it. And and for you know, Aaron, it's Aaron's thinking that way. You know, if he's not going to make the actual sack, if he's not going to stop the play completely, how can he still disrupt it? And, and that yeah. was a great how can example. he make? How can he affect? this certain play on offense yep yep and and anyway you know and we see again with montez sweat jumping up swatting balls doing all kinds of stuff but um when i saw that i was like man i love the aaron donald so um yeah great matchup this week with the rams against the lowly jets um the one i just want to throw one quick um tweet out there that Minshew bro fist tweeted in response to another good tweet by fantasy football commish ask the ffc um you know Jets and their offensive line uh, within the goal line. Goff's last five touchdown passes have all been five or fewer yards, except on a seven-yarder to Van Jefferson. So short passes and short passes in goal line situations, uh, which doesn't bode exactly well for Cam Akers. I'm still firing up Cam Akers, but I do think it's something interesting to consider, especially if you have you know some pretty decent other guys to choose from and. Cam is like your flex play, but I still like it. Yeah, no, I think um, I think McVay is always trying to get cute up yeah. in in the goal line, trying to make something that that no one else has seen before. He's got to be mm-hmm. the first one to do it. Yep. So um, I think this week he keeps it pretty vanilla. Um, it's going to be a, a way positive game script, I think, for the Rams. Yeah, and they should lean on Cam. He got what twenty nine carries last week. I think he'll. He'll be up in that uh, 23, 26 range, something like that, and, and just grind it out. Um, yeah. 
I think they will mix in, obviously, Henderson and, and Brown a little bit, but have to. Cam is going to dominate. Cam's a guy. Yeah. Cam's yep. a guy, and it's coming on hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. And here at the Droppables, we have been all been on Cam. Uh, Cam, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, these guys are phenomenal, but we never doubted them once no one wavered. Uh, Undroppables have always been on the guys like that. And to see Cam doing it right now is phenomenal. Um, I had a really good point with my rant right now, but I kind of lost it. So I'm just going to pivot right back to you, Brad, and uh, let me know who you got for your second matchup. So my second matchup is uh, might be a little bit of a of an oddity, um, but I mean, obviously, it's it's, it's it goes with how bad Dallas has been. San Francisco, um, they got one of the earlier matchups on Sunday. I think uh, Dallas is currently ranked 30th in adjusted line yards given up. San Francisco, on the other hand, is not like doing as well in just line yards. But if there's a game to get right, um, as yeah. I'll talk about a little earlier, a little later, sorry, um, this is it for them. Um, they got to they got to get some stuff rolling here. Jeff Wilson has been featured quite a bit the last few weeks. Um, McKinnon, I don't know what's up with McKinnon. They're, they're just not featuring him as much anymore. Um, we we saw them get beat pretty handily last week. Yeah. Uh, against against Washington, but I think this is a this is a come out game. Get back to what's what they've been doing, uh, what what uh, Shanahan's been known for, and they run the ball down Dallas's throat pretty much the whole game. So um, I'm firing up Jeff Wilson if I got him. I know there's probably not a whole lot of uh, of stashes out there. I got him in a few places, but that's one guy that I'm I'm rolling out with confidence. If I if I even have he's a, he's a, I would say he's a top 12 option for me this Ooh. week interesting okay i mean I, I i like jeff wilson i like um like that backfield i just have a hard time trusting it personally it's it's tough with the, the running back by committee with <laughs> yeah with shanahan but i think if most it's out of the picture i think jeff wilson will be the overall main guy yeah I think he's a great DFS play too this week, especially with that offensive line advantage that you're that you're talking about. Um, yeah, they're 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 right there at times. Uh, they they look really good despite you know not having the other team at full strength. Even that defensive line too does a really good job. Um, it's just yeah, once they're you know back at full strength, it, it'll be great to see. And, and IU we've talked about too. Um, yeah, the Adjoppables is coming on real hot and, and really taking over as the as the lead dog. Uh, in that in that wide receiver core, and hopefully, did we get an update on um, on Debo Samuel if he's Debo? Okay? I think he's done for the year, for the whole year. They I think they shut him down. Um, well, speaking it. of injuries, um, Ben Garland was I, I tweeted about this uh, last week or two weeks ago in a in a reply, but um, Ben Garland is looking to be out for Week 15, and and Shanahan he's not confident on him returning. So that yeah. center position is going to be a little bit lacking. Um, one thing that San Francisco has been good at is apparently pass protection. So, I mean, Dallas hasn't been great in the pass rush. So that's another advantage for me. I know McGlinchey's bad and Brunswick's not the best, but um, it should be a pretty clean game for San Francisco up front overall. Yeah, top top ten, seventh overall. Seventh. I'm Justin not sure how they're great. seventh, but I think it's more of them leaning on the ground and not having actually as many pass plays. Yeah. So, or their their dump offs 
Yeah, let's see. Or setting that up more than than it actually should be. Let's see. San Francisco. Well, middle of the pack, 15th in uh, pass attempts per game. So they're still getting it out a decent amount, even though. But again, they, yeah, they're they're quicker. They're quicker passes. Yeah, yeah dump offs like you're talking. Yeah, yeah, and that's a lot of how uh, I use uh, I use uh, yeah. targets have been coming to them. Uh, I remember what I was going to say about Cam Akers, uh, subject of this week's under review. Um, and you mentioned uh, his was twenty nine touches or something. Yeah, I'm not going to do it the same way because uh, that was, he had a lot. It was a lot of volume. So I'm, I yeah. <laughs> I started to try to break it down like each individual play. I'm like, this is taking way too long. So I'm, I'm going to try to actually like set up on here and kind of stream it. Um, and that's up. We'll see how that works. But you know, to take a closer look at Cam, like oh man, that guy's just that'll be legit. So good. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> awesome. Um, my matchup, and I think you're probably also going to talk about Pittsburgh, but um, is again Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers are are phenomenal, slowing down a tad, tad, you know, with you know not as 100 percent over the top dominant uh, as they were early in the season, but they're still up there, um, still kicking ass. They are at seventh overall in adjusted sack rate, um, but still have the most sacks on the year with 45 sacks, and you know going up against the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. That you already mentioned, Brad has lost Jonah Williams uh, at the left left tackle. Um, yeah, I'm I'm real worried <laughs> for that offensive line this week going up against Pitt. It's gonna they're gonna they're yeah. gonna get after him. Um, number my one notes for this week is that if if they want to get right game, this is it. Yeah, this this is their get right game going into the playoffs. Yeah, they need to they need to tee off, make some make some statements. Um, yeah, the guy the uh, guy I'm playing in my home league though is uh, starting um, Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson uh, so far this week. Kind of a bold move in my mind, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. And hopefully, maybe they just get ahead real fast and you know, because it's the Bengals, and then <laughs> um, let Benny Snell run it a bunch of times or something. James Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Washington, Eric Ebron, <laughs> spread it around. You know, Juju can just go and dance and do his thing. And, you know, Deontay can just take another half off, you know, like he did last yeah. week and ruin a lot of other people's chances at the playoffs. Yeah, yeah that was brutal. So bad. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had term uh, in one league. Uh, me and Terminator, uh, Randall Kennedy, we are going up against each other in a lot of leagues, a lot of dynasty leagues in these playoffs. Um, or we're one and two, and we're on the opposite sides of, of the bye. Um, but yeah, I thought I had him with that Deontay Johnson just sitting out, and then so I forgot who else he had. Someone else came back and he beat me by like two points in one league, and like, damn, I thought I had it. You know, I'll oh, take that was in, uh, in 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 uh, the club championship. That was that Deontay was, Johnson. Yes. Yeah. He was, he was down by like 0. 0.8 yeah. points or something. Yeah, yeah and I was trying to be that. nice. I was like, oh, man, that sucks, dude. And I was like, oh, please let that happen. <laughs> please let me get away with this. That one's not a money league. It's all about bragging rights. It's all bragging rights, you know, and I'm the newest member of the Droppable, so I'm going to come in and just sweep it up. But, you know, <laughs> got, got worked. Oh, well. All right. Um, so do you have? Do you have another one for O-line yeah. advantage? No, my 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 one is is again. It's it's Pittsburgh this week. Um, yeah, crushing. So going back to week ten, their the last matchup against the Bengals, Big Ben put up three hundred and thirty three yards and four touchdowns. Didn't get sacked once. Not once. Not once. So not um, one time. Obviously, this is a matchup 
to exploit for the Steelers yes. sketchers. So yes. I'm sorry. I do feel a little bad for you in your homework. Hey, but, if if you're going to start Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster and Eric Ebron, this might be the week to do it. Even maybe. if it hurts me. Pussy. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you know, I think this is the week where they get back to uh, Steelers football. It's getting colder. Um, yes. Playoff time is starting up. I James think um, I, I'm thinking this is the week James Conner finally um, – gets more than three yards per carry. I don't know what he's been doing. Um, Marquise Pouncey returned last week, and I, 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 I'm i thinking this this is the one where James Conner gets rolling. Um, he yes. did. He had like 13 carries for like 39 yards, 38 yards last time. But, again, that was Big Big Ben just playing schoolyard ball, yeah. hucking it all around the, the field. Um, I think, like I said, this one – Get right game for the Steelers going into the playoffs. Get back to Steelers football. Um, I believe it's Stoner that says three yards in a cloud of dust football. So yep. three yeah. yards in a in a pile of snow football. Yes, that's that's what Steelers oh. ball is. So I'm, I'm did you ever play? Do you play in snow for college? I played. Um, I played in a couple of snow games. One one was more ice than yeah. snow. I'm from where I played was northern Wisconsin. So yeah. um, there was a couple of games that were a bit rough. You, tough to get your footing. Mm-hmm. Put in those three-quarter inch cleats and, mm-hmm. and you roll. But <laughs> it's so it's, cold too. And then when like, you hit yeah. that first crack of like, especially a helmet, like in that like freezing cold temperature, it's so that's bad. the that's the worst part about the cold. It's not it's not anything else. It's your helmet yeah. freezing uh-huh. up. Yeah. All the, or all the, the wind, little pads in there. Yep. The wind coming the wind, in through yeah. the ear holes. Yes. Oh, the yep. worst yeah we we played in a game um where they only cleared the playing field of snow that's it so as soon as you stepped off the sideline you mm-hmm. were stepping especially into the bench you were stepping up at least two feet <laughs> to get onto the snowpack and then on some areas like closer to the end zone or on the other side like that's that first 20 25 where like no one can go it was just like snow drifts they just like pushed it up to the side so just snow drifts and I remember we like hit the quarterback one time, we went flying into a snow drift. But like it was such a fun game, but like that's all they did. It was just like it was like you went down into the uh, into the field. But that's North Dakota, so um, yeah, they, everything's everything's flat and everything. Yeah, yeah. My brother played in uh, South Dakota, so yes. Um, what school? He went to South Dakota State. Nice. He, oh, so, no, no, sorry, sorry. University oh, of Sioux Falls. <laughs> Hey, that's, almost even that's almost better. Sioux Falls is awesome. Yeah, so he he went there. Um, he he got to go D two. He's a little bit taller than I am. Yeah, so. nice. Lucky. Yeah, man. my school played that school. Might not stay. Ask him if you play. Well, I don't know how recently was that. Um, he graduated a couple years ago, twenty seventeen. They should have been in the same conference, I think. Twenty eighteen. or something. Dude, I have no idea. That might be a different. I don't know. Anyway, we're like getting to anyway. Anyway, uh, <laughs> who's your favorite matchup for this week? So I kind of touched on this one a little bit before. It's part of that Cleveland uh, Giants game. My favorite matchup is both the guards for Cleveland, Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller, uh, yeah. going against Leonard Williams again. Leonard Williams has eight and a half sacks this year. He's kind of had a, a coming out this year. 
Um, a lot of Giants fans did not like the trade, that and they and then giving him that money. Um, now I'm sure they want to do an extension with him, yeah, because he's he's been he's had a a a, a big career resurgence. Um, but you know Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller are having career years themselves, so that's that's one that I'm keeping my eye on again. Again, I think I still think that's Cleveland's advantage, but. That's going to be a, a big boy matchup in the trenches this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So about, what about game. you? Who you got? Simone's Mine, my favorite matchup this week is going to happen tomorrow on Thursday Night Football. The Las Vegas Raiders, Raiders against the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. And my favorite <laughs> matchup is Joey Bosa versus Colton Miller or Trent Brown. Either way. But that Colton Miller Joey Bosa matchup, I'm very excited to see. Colton Miller is awesome. This will be a great test for him. <laughs> Joey Bosa is amazing. We I had my he was in my uh, pick for for first team uh, All Pro defense this year, mm-hmm. and he's been killing it. So I you know I think that's a great matchup to see him uh, test the kid. I mean both young guys, so they're really testing each other. But you know two young guys that have really come on um, and they're really being um, pretty big names in the league pretty early. So yeah, yeah that's what I got. Um, Colton Miller, he, he struggled quite a bit his first couple of seasons, but hit last season, his clips against Joey Bosa are what gave me a little bit of confidence because he actually played pretty well yeah. in, in, the, in their matchups last year. Um, he obviously he was still learning, still getting his feet wet, but he there was a couple of plays where it actually gave me a, a lot of confidence in them, um, yeah. which I think it led me to rank them top five at the beginning of the year, partially because of of them returning all five starters, but it was mainly because of my confidence in, in his growth as a player. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's put it together this year a lot. Yeah. A and, lot better than what he was. You know, the first year people were really upset that he was a first round pick, but um, he's really, he's really proven his worth. And I think last year, I think I saw too, that he gave up like 16 sacks. I think it was last year. You know, that's a, I don't know if I, I it was a quick Google and I just kind of came across that. I, I don't know if that's I, accurate. I um, think it was 13 his first year and seven his second year. Yeah, I could be so wrong. Not, not good. Either way, not good. Uh, but yeah, doing a lot better this year. And uh, I think what they ranked your fifth overall, fifth overall offensive line. And that's Brad Wire's exclusive offensive line rankings. That you can find only at theundroppables.com. Well, Brad, I think that does it for week 15. Unless there's anything else you want to add. Um, you know, last week I did call out that James Robinson would get uh bottled up without Brandon Linder. So, you know, um, aside from his 47 yard carry, he had I think eleven carries for 20 yards. Yep. He still had a pretty good day. He had a few uh big plays called back, but you know. That's that's what we're here for, right? Like, normally you want to start James Robinson with confidence, but he scored what twelve points last week. Yeah, you're you're inching by, and you know you want to you know maximum maximum points every week, but especially in the playoffs, you want to start a guy with confidence that he's going to go out there and smash for you. And yeah, last minute free nuggets. I would just say, just hit us up on Twitter. To make sure that we are helping you set that optimal lineup. Lots of guys that will answer your start sick questions. Hit us up at the Undroppables. Brad, last minute free nugget. 
That was it. That was it. Bradwire on Twitter at BradwireFF. I'm Tommy Moe. You can find me on Twitter at 2on1FFB. And besides Twitter, where you can find the majority of all of our content, go out there on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, pretty much everywhere else. We're trying to dominate the world. On Discord every Discord every day. Sunday. Every Sunday morning. Fantasy Football Chat with uh, Fantasy Space Ghost runs that. And uh, yep. Jobables are up on there. What's the name of that show? Under the Wire? Under the Wire. Yep. Under the um, wire on the Discord was, channel, get on there. Andrew Mackins and and uh J Man, J Man FF. Yeah, man. They uh they, they run a good it. show. Yeah, yeah. So go out there and those starts of questions. If you're on Discord, add that channel. It's a must. It's a great fancy football channel. And uh, you know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, we appreciate the subscribe, we appreciate the rate and review. That helps other people find us. Go out there, whatever platform you listen to this podcast on and just search the undroppables and you'll find the two-on-one fantasy sports undrafted unscripted and unmatched the undroppables podcast network including unsung heroes brought to you by two-on-one fantasy sports and uh yeah we're here to we're happy to help you and let's get it let's get to that finals let's get to week 16 and that's it for us this week that's it peace out brother peace out Have a good one, guys. Until next time.